0: Amen. Well, welcome to United Worship here, Wednesday night. Uh, this is the second one of the year, 2015, right? Man, it's 2015. It's like we're in the future. Like whenever I was growing up, this was the future. Like the year 2000 we're supposed to be flying in cars and stuff. Uh, hoverboards? Gosh. Where are they? I don't know, man. That's the question I've been asking myself for a decade. Hover cars, hover boards, hover anything, really. <laughs> All right, well, my name is Johnny. Uh, I am the student ministries pastor uh, here at First Methodist Mansfield. Uh, and it is it is awesome to be here. Wednesday nights are so great, man. Uh, I, I love being here with 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, and 11th graders. Uh, many of our adults um, who come and volunteer here. It's just a wonderful night that we get together. Uh, we get to play silly games. Uh, way to go, districts 10, 11, and 12, by the way. Um, hope you're enjoying your... Cherry limeades, uh, man. Whoever had to eat the cinnamon toast crunch, man. It, it's one of those things that like it's too much of a good thing, right? Like cinnamon toast crunch, like one of the best cereals ever invented. But then when you have to eat it like that, it might ruin it for you for the rest of your life. So, uh, if so, you can just blame Lauren um, on that on that tragedy in your life. <laughs> um, you got a, a, a little handout right here. Um, there are pins in the backs of seats. Um, if you can't find one, just I don't know, writing blood or something, I don't know. <laughs> Use boogers or something, I don't know. Uh, but there, there'll be some fill-in-the-blank stuff on the screen that you'll see in a little bit, um, so just be, be ready with that. Um, but what we're talking about tonight, we're, this is the second week in a, in a series called Immerse. Uh, it's a series that will repeat a few different times, um, but what it is, is immerse is a time for us to immerse ourselves eh? uh, into um, a section of Scripture, Right, And this particular one is Philippians. This is found in the New Testament. It's a, it's a letter actually written from a, a guy named Paul to a church in Philippi. Um, and they are called the Philippians. So uh, uh, this, is, this is that letter. And what we're going to do is we're going to take a week out to look at each chapter in Philippians uh, and kind of immerse ourselves in the text. So uh, for many of us, reading, reading Scripture is hard, whether it's trying to remember to, to do it. Um, or, uh, once you do read scripture, understanding what it says can be difficult sometimes. So we can help you with one of those things really easily. Uh, we have a, a a texting service, right? Uh, you text immerse that word right there, uh, to six, eight, three, nine, eight and daily, um, magically, uh, a daily scripture reading will come. So it kind of helps to remind you and gives you little bite-sized chunks so you can immerse yourself, uh, in the book of Philippians. But what we're going to do here is we're going to look at chapter two. Um, kind of in a nutshell, right? I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but we're going to take certain chunks. And we're kind of extract some meaning from it uh, real quick before you go to your breakout groups. There where you'll have a chance to actually really talk about how it really applies to your life. Right? All I can do up here is kind of present some information, but each one of you, your lives are different. You come from different places, you go to different schools, you're different ages, you have different friends. So what you do in your breakout groups is it's an opportunity for you to discuss this information in a way that's actually relevant to you. Because that's what matters. That's what matters. You know, uh, Church isn't just about showing up and sitting uh, and, and being relatively quiet and singing songs and listening to some boring guy um, or girl talk for uh, 20 minutes. Church is about connecting with God, and then taking that connection out into the world and actually doing something with your life, right? So, um, Philippians two. I, I like this because we call ourselves this is United Worship. We call ourselves United Student Ministries for a reason. Um, kind of our goal is to, uh, for us, one to be united with Christ. That's one of the things that we do. We gather here to unite with Christ, uh, and the second thing is to unite with each other in service and love. So. Um, Philippians chapter 2 is about exactly that. Um, And so really what we're going to be taking a look at is a deeper look into what it means to be united with Christ, what it means to be united with each other, and and the implications of that. So uh, Philippians chapter 2, if you have a Bible with you, uh, you can uh, turn your page to there. Uh, If it's on your phone, you can just push buttons until you're at Philippians chapter 2. And naturally, we're going to start in the very middle of that chapter. I heard somebody giggle. That was that was supposed to be funny. Thank you. Um, uh, Philippians chapter two, verse five through eleven. Now um, I, I'm reading from a, a kind of I changed a lot of the wording to make it make more sense for us in here. Um, so I kind of mishmashed some of the translations together and changed some of the words myself because sometimes re- reading biblical language can be kind of awkward. So I'm kind of I'm trying my best to to read this in a way that is. Um, more like we would speak. So, uh, think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God, but did not use that status to his advantage. Actually, he set aside the privileges of being God and took on the status of humanity. And becoming human, he stayed human. He did not claim special privileges. In fact, he lived a selfless, obedient life And then died a selfless, obedient death. And at that, the worst kind of death, which is crucifixion. Because of that humble obedience, God lifted him high and honored him far beyond anyone or anything ever. So that all created beings in heaven and on earth will bow down in worship before this Jesus. And call out in praise that he is the master of all. To the glorious honor of God the Father. So here we have a description of what made Jesus so great. What made Jesus so great is that he had all the power in the world. Christ Jesus was, in essence, was God, had the status equal to God, and yet decided to get rid of all those special privileges that would come with being God, um, and become human, just like you and me. Walk this earth, experience the things that humans experience. And even so much, he stayed true to that form so much that even uh, when it came time to die uh, in an excruciating, agonizing way, he remained human. He remained human. And so this is what made him so great is that he had absolute power and yet chose to limit himself chose to limit himself and give sacrificially to others. I feel like we live in a culture nowadays that really is bent on hyping oneself up, right? Um, you know, you can watch uh, sports. You can uh, look at musicians. You can look at actors. You can look at everyday people. You can look at people like me. And, you know, one of the things that, uh, that we do nowadays, we live in a culture where it's all about hype, and it's definitely about self-hype. How, how big and how good and how awesome can I make myself look? And often that comes at the expense of other people. Whereas Jesus lived a life um, that was to the benefit of other people's often at the expense of himself. So what Philippians is telling us here is that becoming a Christian is becoming united with Christ. Which means, and we have a slide, this is our first fill in the blank here, that you must have the same attitude as Christ had. To be united with Christ is to to have the same attitude that Christ had. Let's go back now. We started in the middle. We're going to go back to the beginning. Philippians chapter 2, verse 1 through 4. Again, kind of changing the language a little bit. Uh, Not the meaning, just the language. If you've gotten anything at all out of following Christ, if his love has made any difference in your life, so if we have the same attitude as Christ, right? Where we're, where we're united with Christ here. And if we've gotten anything at all out of that, if it's made any difference at all in our life, if being in community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, if you care, then do me a favor. Well, not me a favor. This is Paul writing this. Do me a favor. Agree with each other. Love each other. Be deep spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet-talk your way to the top. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough to lend a helping hand. Now, I don't want us to get confused by what Paul is telling the people of Philippi. I don't want us to be confused about we shouldn't have any aspirations. Like, oh, uh, Mom and Dad, sorry, I failed math. I was just helping so many other people that I forgot about myself. Right? Thank you. <laughs> that That's not what Paul's saying. Paul's not saying don't have any aspirations whatsoever. Paul's not saying uh, dream big dreams and try to atri- achieve big things. Paul's not saying that. What Paul is saying is try from time to time to put others before yourself. From time to time, try to think of others' well-being over yours. When we live in community together, when we live, it it requires us to sacrifice for one another. It requires us, when somebody is in a time of need, it requires me to take time out of my day to attend to their needs. It happens a lot like this. Um, So I I have a son named Charlie. um, And Charlie is four years old. And much to my surprise, uh, four-year-olds are not adults. They don't know how to do adult things. Um, and, and sometimes they need help accomplishing things that sustain their life. Right? And and sometimes that means I have to help him take care of things. Right? I, you know, if, if Charlie is hungry, um, often that means I have to get him something to eat. Uh, if he's thirsty, he's only this tall, and our sink's like so high, right? And he can't get water, right? If he, he has his little robot sippy cup, and if it runs out of water and he's thirsty, he asks me, Daddy, will you please give me some water? Like, <sighs> you know what I mean? What if I did that every time? Like, it's just, Charlie, this is really, this is, this is Daddy's time right now. I've been working all day, man. I just I need you to lay off me right now. Get off my back about this water. Maybe you hurry up and grow a little bit and get your own water. Now, that's a really extreme example. That's kind of hyperbole. But often, I live my life, and I look around, and I see need. Whether it's people I know really well, maybe somebody I don't know really well. And, and sometimes I have that internal dialogue. Like, do I really have time for this? Or I start looking through my list of things that I want to do, and I'm wondering if it's going to impede on any of those things. Is it going to get in the way of these things that I want to do? And pretty soon I prioritize my things, and, and some of those things, okay, most of those things, aren't really that important. And maybe if I took a little bit of time out of my day to serve somebody else, that would make a world of difference in their life. These are the types of things, and you'll, you'll get to talk more about this in your groups more specifically. But that's what we're talking about here. Not, not foregoing our dreaming big dreams, but understanding that this world does not revolve around us. That part of what we're here is to sacrifice for others. So, uh, what this means here, this is our second fill-in-the-blank portion. We are called to agree with each other, love one another, and work together. We are called to agree with each other love one another and work together this is being united together we're united with christ and through christ we're united together now I'll also make it a little a little note this this word agree right here um, this doesn't mean that we all agree on every single thing ever like for example my favorite color is green and i know that all of you would agree with me that green is the best color ever thank you uh we could also all agree that the Cowboys got robbed this weekend. We could all agree that that was a catch. We are all to agree. That's not what that means. That What that means is being able to live in harmony together. That sometimes we do disagree about things. But that doesn't always mean that we can't be friends, or that we can't live in community, that we can't love one another, that we can't work together. Um, agreeing is, is living in agreement together, living in harmony with one another. Uh, one of the ways we do that too is we come here, we come here on Wednesday nights to worship together. We all come from different places. We're all different ages, right? We have different families, different backgrounds. Uh, some of us are Christians, some of us aren't. Uh, but we've all gathered in this one place, right? Seeking one thing. Uh, in a couple weeks, we're going to do this on an even grander scale, right? We have this thing coming up called All City Worship. Uh, this is this is a, um, a a worship, a special worship opportunity, worship event um, where uh, many of the different churches around Mansfield and all the youth directors uh, have been working together and have this desire. Since many of us meet on Wednesday nights, but we have this desire that, like, hey, there are so many of us that worship on Wednesday. How cool would it be for all of us to get together and worship? in the same place and not do it just once but do it a couple times a year how cool would that be and I, I Amanda uh, and I and, and our staff we think I mean that just is awesome that's something that I don't, I don't know if it's, it hasn't been done since I've been here um, we've, there's been other events that have been worship things but it hasn't been churches working together so closely to make this happen this is a really cool event and this is an embodiment of what that means to be united together uh, in Christ last thing before we go Philippians 2, uh, 14 through 16. It says this. Do everything readily and cheerfully. Not bickering. No second guessing. Go out into the world uncorrupted. A breath of fresh air in this dark and polluted society. Provide people with a glimpse of joy and good living and of the living God. Carry the light-giving message into the night, so I'll have good cause to be proud of you on that day when Christ returns. You will be living proof that I didn't go to all this work for nothing. This is, again, Paul. This is not me talking to you. This is Paul. But I really love the way he says this. This is, this is what happens when we live in a, a life that's united with Christ and united together. Something crazy good happens. Something crazy good happens here. What what happens is, as Paul says it, is that they go into the world living cheerfully. That they go out into this world uncorrupted. And they become a breath of fresh air in a dark and polluted society. And they provide people. They provide people with a glimpse of joy and good living. And of the living God. So this is what all this amounts to is your last fill in the blank uh, thing here. A call to be humble in all circumstances and rejoice more than you complain. I know um, I've had these friends in the past, um, and maybe you have them. Have you? Do you ever have a rain cloud for a friend? It's that friend that, like, just everything is always bad. Like, they complain about everything. Oh, it's so cold outside. And then the next day when it's like 70 degrees, like, it's so hot outside. I wish it was cold. You know? I'm so thirsty. I don't want water. I, you know, I just, I've had friends in my life that it seems like nothing in this world will ever please them. Like, they just complain. About, they're always sad. Stuff is always wrong. Maybe you're this person, and I'm sorry if you are, but... But man, it is just like, I'm around and I just get tired. And I'm just like, ugh. Like, you know, I want to cheer you up. But I feel like every day, like I have to work so hard to try to cheer you up. When we, again, this doesn't mean we don't have bad days. We do have bad days. That doesn't mean we, don't, we can't complain. Sometimes there are things worth complaining about. But when we experience the love of God When we live in community and harmony together, our job is to be a light in a dark world. There's already enough darkness out there without us adding to it, right? Our job is to bring light. Matthew chapter 5 says that. Jesus says to the, the people that you are the light of the world. We go in to shine light in dark places. This world is full of bad news. Full of bad news. Our job as Christians is to bring the good news. The good news that Christ died for us while we were still sinners. That God loves you. That's it. End of story. No prerequisites. No checklist of things. God loves you. Because I'll tell you what, there are people out there, there may be people in this room that don't believe that. When they think of God, they think of this angry, mean, vengeful God. Because somebody along the way told them that that's how God is. And God, they're not good enough for God. Yet, we as Christians are bringers of the good news that says, no, 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 God loves you. God loves you and has big things in store for your life. I heard somebody say once that, uh, they tell people all the time, that God loves you just the way you are and he ain't finished with you yet. That means that there's, there's nothing that you can do to make God stop loving you, but also God is invested in you and invested in you becoming a whole person. So part of what we do, and this is, this is our last little bit, um, um, so if you feel like tweeting anything ever, this is, this is something you can tweet if you want. Uh, it says this, to shine brightly in your life for Christ Jesus, so that the world may know his love. That's what we do when we leave this place. We shine brightly in our life for Christ Jesus, that the world may know his love. Philippians 2 speaks of us being united with Christ and what that looks like. Us being united together in Christ and then going out to world in the world to shine brightly. I'm gonna pray for us and Amanda's gonna come up and give you instructions. Uh, some of our breakout rooms have changed as far as where they are um, and what they're labeled. So after I pray, she's gonna come up and give you some direction with that. So will you pray with me, please? Gracious God, we thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for the fun games we get to play. We thank you for the band and as they lead us in song and we sing our hearts out to you. God, we thank you for your word as we dive into the scriptures, as we immerse ourselves in the scriptures. God, we pray that they are impressed upon our hearts. God, that we work evermore to be united with you through Christ and united with each other in Christ, that we may go into this dark world shining your light, sharing your love, your joy, and your peace. In your name we pray.